It's called Jepson's Malort Liqueur from the Carl Jepson Company of Chicago, Illinois. It is 70 proof, 35% alcohol by volume. That's light. And it's nasty. All right, we'll see. So tell your friends to get to twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. It is, I would say, Danny, Nuller, I would say it's shocking when you taste it. Is that a good word? I was just describing to Carmen what I think it tastes like. I think it's a combination of unleaded gasoline and pine cones. Ah, delicious. With a little bit of skunk ass. But, but the truth of the matter is, I've, I've never had a shot of Malort when I was sober enough to remember what it was going to taste like. You know what I mean? That's not something that you start the evening with. That's something when you're, like, totally going the wrong way. You're like, yeah, shots of Malort! I compare the taste of Malort to, you know, after you vomit and how your mouth kind of, yeah, that's, sure. that's, that's the, that's what I most associate Malort with that. Oh, it should be great. I think I'd, ra- I'd rather eat worms than take a shot of Malort right there. All right. So our friend Brett Taylor at Bleach- Bleacher Nation right, said, Tom. Jonathan, once you get used to it, it really is a little shocking at first, but then it's really pretty good. And then Michael Beller, no, who is not. Michael Beller, who is a uh, host on the Athletic Podcast, and mm-hmm. he is uh, a really good follow on Twitter, said this is a 1 million percent the right take on Malort. It's more shocking than bad the first time, but then once you know what to expect, it's like actually quite nice. It's yucky. I found, I found an article in the Chicago Reader talking about Malort. Now, I don't know if they made this poll up, you know, if it was facetious, just a joke, mm-hmm. but they said studies show that one in 49 people actually like the flavor. One in 49. So you might be the one in 49, hoodie. Well, we'll see. Well, hand me the bottle. Who's going to pour for Do it. Me? I'll pour do for it. you. I don't know if I trust you. Cap's got a heavy hand. Carm. You want me to do it? I want Carm to do it because you got a heavy hand. Have Carm do it. I'm not going to go next. Two fingers, Carm. Two, Two fingers. <laughs> you do the pour for me. Oh, come on. That's enough. <laughs> That's enough. Splash. Maybe, wait, I should smell it first, right? Smell it first. Oh, yeah, you definitely need to get the aroma going. It, it smells like an old, like, cleaning solution you'd find I, in your I, grandma's cabinet. My first time, <laughs> right? you know what? Like, that's what it smells my, like. My first time, I'm like, first, I, first thing I thought of, the bathroom floor is going to be done with the house when I get home. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought, right? Like, that's what it smells like. Hold on. It smells like some sort of cleaner that would be in your grandma's cupboard, uh, uh, like a uh, pantry or somewhere that she'd, you know, store her... All right. Linen closet or whatever where she stored her get this cleaning supplies. For posterity. Well, you guys are going to be so disappointed when I take this down. And then He's going to do it no problem. It's, it's really funny. He's going to do it no problem. It's so nasty. It's so terrible. You'd never sit and drink it, but to just shoot it, you'll be all right. All right. Ready? You guys, you guys ready? Here we go. All right. Captain J-Hood morning show, 7 to 10. L'chaim. <laughs> L'chaim. Chandani. It's odd. It's odd. odd He's going to go back for another one. So let's talk a little bit about Chris Bryant. So Jim Bowden had a had a story in the Athletic.com, right? The Dodgers are in pursuit of an infielder. Don't throw up on the mic. That's not going to happen. I'm Jonathan Hood. That's not going to happen. Please. Nonetheless, so you saw this, Carm, right? Yeah. So Jim Bowden, he says he's looking at all the options for the Cubs, and he goes, Chris Bryant could be going to the Dodgers. Mm. Now, if that's the case, that's great. 
But unlike what happened in the U Darvish deal, come back. Huh? No, it's fine. <laughs> no, no yeah. unlike the U Darvish deal, you know the Dodgers do have prospects, right? They got a lot. So the same thing here. Like now, if you're going to trade Chris Bryant, I need to get some of, get into that minor league system of the Dodgers. They acquired Mookie Betts, and they didn't have to give up one of their best prospects. Yeah, they ain't giving up much. How they going to gonna, How are they going to do it to acquire Chris Bryant? Yeah, you know, so, screw Chris Bryant. How, how, how's it going? <laughs> Huh? How are you doing over there? Fine. I can smell going? it over here. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's, it's really strange, but it's, it's just it's strange. Isn't it? It, it, it is. is. But it's just like if you are if if you are the Cubs, though, you're definitely going after <laughs> guy. you know some of those minor leaguers. Peacock, come get your guy. No, please. That's only like eighty proof. What do you, you, so, can, you can handle? That's it. the whole thing. You know, so but don't you agree with that though? I mean, you're definitely doing that, right? You're going into that minor league system. No, they're not going to have to. Because they're going to take your $20 million that you owe them. Okay. Yeah, like, Verdugo's an okay prospect, right? But, I mean, it wasn't one of the Dodgers. You know, not... Where, where was Verdugo ranked when they made that deal? Was he in the top three? Yeah, I think he, Do- was, he was definitely top five. Okay, he was, top, was he Walker fifth? Bueller, Gavin Lux. I don't know if Bueller's considered... I don't know if... Oh, Gavin Lux for sure. I don't know if Bueller was considered a prospect. Well, I was going to say, I think Verdugo had point. already had some major league at-bats. He did. So Verdugo he, had played in 19. So I'd say, I don't even know if he was, like, prospect level at that point. Certainly, I don't think Bueller would be considered a prospect so, anymore. Gavin Lux, definitely, probably their best. I mean, like, I don't even know that Verdugo uh, was uh, the top three, though. I mean, if you didn't have to give up that to get Mookie Betts. They're not going to have to do it to get Chris Bryan. Yeah. They're not giving you Gavin Lux. There's no chance. He's on on top of the line. Screw Gavin Lux. I want to know what you thought of the Malort. (laughs) Oh, the Malort? You know, it's funny. It's it's got facial expressions that do not make it seem like he enjoyed that. No, nobody enjoys it. No, it just... You know what's strange is I don't know if I can get that. Only seventy proof, right? That's the whole thing. It's so it's light, right? That, so the whole thing that's weird about it is is just that aftertaste. Yeah. Like I don't know if that's leaving anytime soon. No. That's the thing that's weird. It's like, uh, like an off-brand mouthwash. Yes. Right. That's the only thing. It like, lingers, but it's, it's not. But it doesn't. Do you're going to need like a chicken parmesan sandwich to, to get, get rid of that. Right? Yeah. You're going to have to stop at Pharaohs on the way home. <laughs> Where? Pharaohs on the way home. Or, you know, like, Stop at Maxwell Street and get a Polish. Rick and <laughs> Yeah, stop at Rick and Benny's, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's the only way you're getting that taste out of there. It's, it's just gotta... so, you know, again, this is why. Nice classic crown to, to <laughs> yeah, make it that, down. that would help. And once again, it just as I said earlier, it's the lamest place I've ever worked. The idea, the, the idea that I'm going to get sick. Please, like, really, the, come the, on. the guy that grew up on Old Foster in his, in his, uh, yeah. in his formula as a kid. Come on. But he's not going to get well, sick. Well, the, the great people on Twitch, and you can still watch this, twitch.tv slash ESPN1000 Chicago. The great people on Twitch are very, very happy that Carmen was a good teammate and he came in to support Hoodie. They're very upset with you, Cap, what? that they're letting that you're letting Hoodie do this by himself, leaving him high and dry. Come on, have a the, shot. The, have the question, the question behind the scenes here in the studio is... Would Yurko do it with Carmen, or would Carmen do it with Yurko? The answer is one hundred percent yes. I'll would, do a shot of it with Hoodie if he wants me to. Would too, Waddle do it with Sylvie? Would Sylvie do it with Waddle? The answer is of course. Would Abdallah do it with Black? Black do it with Abdallah. The answer is of course. Meller and Ho Griff, we know the answer. Where were you? Why the only, you drink? It? I'm not an on-air host. We're not talking producers here. We're talking on-air host. Bring me you're, a cup, Danny. I'll do you're a shot the only on-air host letting down your partner. Yeah. <laughs>
What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Happy New Year to you. The Under the Hood podcast. The Saturday morning podcast is back. I'm Jonathan Hood. Hope that you are well wherever you might be. Thanks so much for downloading the podcast. I want you to know that you can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com, tweetjhood, on Instagram, igjhood, on Snapchat, snapjhood, and on Clubhouse, on the Clubhouse app, at jhood radio so good to be back with you here on the uth podcast so let's just start from the beginning right what you just heard in our intro was me with david kaplan you can hear cap and jhood mornings between 7 and 10 a.m central time on espn 1000 and the espn chicago app hope you've downloaded this espn chicago app so you can check out our show every morning as we start your day. And um, so this past week, there I am. And I don't know how the drink Malort came up in conversation. I have no idea how Malort came up. Malort is a drink that I was not familiar with. As someone that has had his share of drinks over the years, I had no idea what Malort was. But I found out this past week what Malort was. And so it's a Chicago Delicacy is Chicago drink for generations. And so the great people at Jepson's uh, Malort were able to send me a DM and said that, hey, we will bring some Malort over to you uh, for you to try because I've never had it before. And so let me go to that. Yeah, Jepson's Malort. You can follow them on Twitter at Jepson's Malort, M-A-L-O-R-T. And on their Twitter, it says, Jepson's Malort has the aroma and full-bodied flavor of an unusual botanical. Its bitter taste is savored by two-fisted drinkers. And so you can follow them, uh, jepsonsmalort.com is the website if you're interested. And so it is interesting. <laughs> I tried Malort on the air. It shows you how cool good karma is and how cool uh, Mike Thomas is, our... Uh, our fearless leader, to say, hey, you know what? You want to try Malort in the air? Go right ahead. And so people on Twitch, twitch.tv, ESPN 1000, was able to check it out as well. And uh, it was cool. It was cool. So it's just so funny. And the reason why I said that the station is lame is because as I tried this Malort, nobody wanted to take shots with me. Eventually, Carmen came around and our executive producer of Cap and J Hood, uh, Danny Zetterman, was able to be part of it, you know, and, and had some shots with me afterwards. But it's like, dude, like we're having shots and it's not even 10 a.m. Like we all should be doing this, but whatever. I tried Malort and here's the thing that's funny is that. Many thought, oh, because Malort has a very bitter taste and because it's not a great taste that I'm going to vomit on the air or I'm going to get sick on the air. (laughs) These dudes just don't know me. (laughs) They just don't know me. And I saw the reaction on Twitter and social media about it. And I'm just like, hey, you know what? It's about having fun. And always remember this. The best rib is the reverse rib. Ribbing someone, trying to figure, like, if he drinks this, he's going to get sick. So we're going to say it's a great drink. It's a little bit odd, but it's a great drink. But for sure, Hoodie's going to get sick. Jonathan Hood's going to throw up on the air. Never that. Not the kid. Never. That's never going to happen, especially in public. (laughs) um, But, no, it was 
uh, as you just heard in the clip there, it was an odd taste, but not to the point where I was going to throw up and get sick. So always remember the reverse rib. It, you should, if the, the video on Twitter for this, you can find that at tweet J hood, the video for this, there were people from all departments they got the phones out and they're recording because they thought they were going to get the moment of me throwing up because I'm a lord. No, it's not a taste, but not to the point where I was going to get sick. Absolutely not. As a matter of fact, I had two more shots after that and had a little bit of a palate cleanser afterwards. <laughs> so always remember when someone tries to rib you, the reverse rib is possible. All of a sudden the phones started going down and clicking off. Oh, he's not going to get sick. Womp, 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 womp. He didn't get sick. I'm so disappointed. Get out of here. <laughs> so that's the whole Malort story. I don't even know how it came up, but I'm glad that Malort was listening. I appreciate you guys being able to send us a couple of bottles over to the station. It's nothing that I'm going to sit uh, this weekend and enjoy this weekend, uh, but it's something that I tried and it was cool. I appreciate them uh, reaching out. So that was really cool. All right. Um, I just want to point something out to you uh, as I turn down the Foxy Brown Broken Silence. I haven't heard that song in a while. Um, so I learned a few days ago that I am no longer working on the weekends with ESPN Radio. Uh, my contract was not renewed with ESPN Radio after five years working with Jeff Dickerson. Uh, Dickerson and Hood was the second longest running show on the network. Uh, the first one would be Dari and Mel. That's heard Saturday mornings. They've been on for a long time. Um, but as far as on the network and in longevity together, um, you know, that that show was the song, second longest running show on the network as far as a combination. And I was not... Uh, uh, my contract is not renewed to be able to do that show on the regular basis with JD anymore. Um, I guess the positive in that is that I'm more more or less freelance where I can fill in and do sh some shows from time to time on ESPN radio. But as far as working with Jeff, um, for those that did not know, we worked every Saturday and Sunday uh, and in I would say 95% of those shows were on ESPN 1000 in Chicago. Uh, it was a pleasure for me to work and really reach my dream of working on of doing network radio. Um, for many, many years, the dream was always to be able to do network radio because that's the pinnacle of our business. I remember listening when I was younger to ESPN radio and I would hear... Peter Brown, Keith Olbermann, I would hear Chuck Wilson and Tony Bruno and or a combination of those four, and they would be doing Saturday nights and they had a tremendous show because it sounded like a party. Yes, they were talking sports, but it was fun. And I pointed to the radio and said, I would love to do that sometime. But I knew that there would be a long climb to get there. And it took me well over 20 years to get to do network radio. And I remember the first time I did a network show. And it was for the first time five years ago plus, I was pacing the hallways at ESPN 1000 because we were doing the shows from our studios um, to broadcast to a national audience. And Eric Ostrowski, uh, one of our producers, was like, 
hoodie, you're, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm just, um, just want to do this right. You know, the, the nerves kick in because it's new and you want to be in, it's one thing to do shows for Chicago, but it's not the same. It's not the same feeling. Um, there's a lot more detail and a lot more, um, granular detail you had to go into doing a network radio show and I got used to it for sure but that first one was like uh, my stomach was in knots if you could believe that and um but the opportunity to do that to be able to work with my friend Jeff Dickerson Jeff and I have known each other gosh since the mid to late 90s when he kind of got out of college we were working shows together and um uh as producers and of course JD and I working together was great. So Dickerson and Hood is no longer uh, for the time being, but I'm sure that we will reconnect again. But I just wanted to point it out because I had not uh, spoke about this publicly. Um, this is not in any of the media trades. Maybe it will be now after I say this, um, but we uh, are not working together uh, for the foreseeable future. But hopefully we will again as I'll do some freelance stuff, some fill-in stuff for ESPN Radio. But again, when we were working either late Saturday nights or Saturday uh, you know, Saturday evenings or Saturday afternoons, and then Sundays we were on uh, leading into Sunday night baseball every Sunday uh, for a couple hours. That was always cool. And it uh, it was a busy schedule for me, for sure. Uh, I was working six, seven days a week on the air, but just, but the enjoyment was, is that I was working with my friend and we were talking about everything in sports, not just Chicago. And so that was a real challenge for me. Uh, so uh, I enjoyed the challenge working with Freddie Coleman and working with, uh, with a, a lot of um, terrific broadcasters from Bristol. And uh, so we'll, we'll see what the rest of 2021 brings in on that front. I'm still working with the UIC Flames, though. I'm very proud to be still aligned with a classy college um, like UIC doing the basketball games on ESPN Plus with Chris Black and baseball season as we do this in early January. Baseball season is right around the corner in college, if you can believe that. Late February into early March, it'll be baseball season for college. So I look forward to uh, those assignments as always on ESPN Plus. It's doing play-by-play is a real passion of mine. So I really enjoy doing that. And uh, doing some stuff from SiriusXM for NBA Radio, I still do that from time to time as well. So uh, even though the ESPN Radio uh, will not be something I'm doing on the on a uh, I guess every Saturday, every Sunday weekend basis, I'm still going to be on the air talking to you with uh, David Kaplan and doing some other things um, on ESPN 1000 in uh, Chicago. So uh, let me get to something else here. Oh, let me get to Deshaun Watson very briefly here. Uh, on Friday's show, on Friday, January 8th, um, David Kaplan and I were talking about Deshaun Watson. If you're not familiar with the story, you should be. I mean, it's one of the top stories is that Deshaun Watson was asked by the front office of the Houston Texans about possible general manager um, openings, uh, the opening that's part of the Houston Texans. And he was saying, you got a couple of names that you can give us a couple of names that you can give us. Um, as far as the GM spot is concerned. And, um, the Sean Watson sat down several times with the ownership, um, Cal McNair and gave a couple of names 
for general manager and some other ideas for the Houston Texans. And they never talked to the people that uh, Deshaun Watson talked to. He, he suggested a couple of names. They never, he, it never happened. It never happened. They didn't talk to the people that um, Deshaun Watson suggested. And Deshaun Watson feels like, well, why did you ask me? You know, and so there might be some issues. Maybe, maybe not. There might be some issues there. But the point is that I thought it was funny that Deshaun Watson started following several weather people from from Chicago. And so people were like, why is he following Paul Conrad from WGN and another uh, person from Fox News, from Fox 32 locally in Chicago, a weather person? Like, what? he's trying to figure out what's going on in Chicago. And so people started buzzing, like, is he interested in coming to the Bears? Of course, the Bears might have an opening at the quarterback spot after the season's over, whatever happens uh, with their matchup against the Saints. But the point is, though, is that, my God, man, like Deshaun Watson looks like he wants to go someplace and leave Houston. He's in dire straits anyway, Deshaun Watson. is going to be a new head coach, and there's a lot of holes in that football team, so who knows? But, you know, you have to figure out. How much are you willing to give to someone who's 25 years of age and at the top of his game? Now, again, you can't tell how good he is on this Houston team because of the weapons that were taken away from him by Bill O'Brien, his former coach. Uh, the defense that is not necessarily that you know not very good. Some of the issues internally with the Houston Texans organizationally. So I have no idea. I just. Um, I find it interesting that Deshaun Watson would follow a couple of other people in Chicago randomly, right? Uh, it doesn't even say that he's a Houston Texans quarterback on his Twitter profile. It just says for booking in- inquiries, call this number or reach out to this email address or whatever. It's interesting. Uh, but if I guess my point is that if I'm the Bears, uh, I definitely try to find out. If that means three first-round picks, I'm definitely doing it. Because now you've got your quarterback for the next decade, which has been a problem for the Bears for a long time, right? I would definitely ask. I just think standing pat and not doing anything uh, doesn't help anything. So it, it, you've got to be able to think about what the future is going to hold, especially with this Bears team. Bears are in the playoffs against the Saints. I never thought that would happen. But my 8-8 eight eight prediction came through. I just didn't think that they would be in the playoffs. I don't expect the Bears to win on Sunday against the Saints. Uh, I expect them, to, the Bears to fall short. Um, I got like a 31 to 17, something like that. Um, only because of the defense. It's not even about Trubisky. Trubisky's going to do, I think, anywhere between 17 and 20 points, maybe. Um, but I just think that the defense is a major problem for this Bears team. I never thought I'd be saying that, but this is exactly what we're seeing on a weekly basis where the defense is sagging. Uh, if the Bears do lose, I don't expect Chuck Pagano to be around, and it's not even Pagano's fault as a defensive coordinator, but just, you know, something's got to give with this team. Some change has to be made um, with this Chicago Bears team. Um, Tommy Lasorda passed away on Friday. The Hall of Fame manager from the Los Angeles Dodgers. Before he died, he was able to see the Dodgers win the World Series. It had been a long time since the Dodgers won the World Series, and he at least he was around to see that. He had uh, suffered heart failure in his uh, home in Fullerton, California. Uh, resuscitation attempts were made on the way to the hospital, where he was pronounced dead shortly before 11 p.m. He was 93 years old. He became an ambassador for the sport he loved during his 71 years with the franchise, 71 years with the Los Angeles Dodgers. I bring him up because he's one of my favorite interviews. <laughs> so funny. Tommy Lasorda, 
I would ask the question. I'd say, Tommy, what's a great place to get shoes? He goes, Florsheim Shoes in Chicago. What's a great place to have um, dinner? Gene and Giorgetti's. This guy loves Chicago. He loves Chicago. Someone that was a Los Angeles Dodger. I guess when he came in here, I mean, he got... He got everything he wanted, whether free meal, free shoes, free uh, clothes, because he's Tommy Lasorda. Lasorda's name was huge when I was a kid because Lasorda was with the Dodgers for a long time as a manager. And it, it, like I can't think of anything else besides the Dodger Blue and Lasorda sometimes sleeping in the dugout after a long night probably at, at, around Wrigleyville. I would see sometimes the cameras would catch Lasorda sleeping in the dugout. After a long night, apparently, they didn't come to the ballpark for a day game. He was quite the character. And I love bright, colorful characters. And Lasorda was a great manager, but also had a lot to say. So rest in peace, Tommy. One of the great ambassadors of the game and definitely of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Tell you what I think about it. I think that is very, very bad for that man to make an accusation like that. That is terrible. I have never, ever, since I've managed, ever told a pitcher to throw at anybody, nor will I ever. And if I ever did, I certainly wouldn't make him throw at a fucking 130 hitter like LaFay or fucking Bavacqua, who couldn't hit water if he fell out of a fucking boat. And I guarantee you this, when I pitched, and I was going to pitch against a fucking team that had guys on it like Bavacqua, I sent a fucking limousine to get the cocksucker to make sure he was in the motherfucking lineup because I kicked that cocksucker's ass any fucking day in a week. He's a fucking motherfucking big mouth, I'll tell you that. The great Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> Thanks so much for downloading the Under the Hood podcast. Appreciate it as always. I'd like to remind you, by the way, 
on Spotify as well as the ESPN Chicago app. I've got a brand new basketball podcast. It should be in this right here where you can find a new basketball podcast. We talk college and uh, we talk pro basketball as well. If you feel like you need more Bulls, more NBA, more college basketball conversation, I've got it. It's on Spotify. If you subscribe to the Under the Hood basketball podcast, it's right there. Or it's in the feed for Cap and J-Hood uh, on that podcast feed, uh, wherever you get your podcast. So again, look for Under the Hood Basketball Podcast, and you'll be able to get all the basketball content that you need right there. Uh, interesting weekend for the Bulls to take on the Clippers and the Lakers, so um, that's going to be interesting for them. I'll, you can hear my comments on the State of the Bulls on that podcast, as a matter of fact. All right, you know, as I mentioned, I'm busy. I got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> I might not be on ESPN Radio, but I'm still cranking out content for you because I thank you. Without you, I have nobody. So I appreciate your ears for a few minutes and uh, hope that you have a great 2021. Let's talk again. Another weekend edition of the Under the Hood podcast as we review everything from Kappa J. Hood and everything else is on my mind. Thanks so much for listening and thanks for your support on Under the Hood.